You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. Welcome to the toyphotographers.com's official podcast. My name is Christina Alexanderson and I'm the host and together with me I'm going to do a theme episode with my dear friend Shelley Corbett. How are you Shelley? I'm good Christina, thanks for having me back. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking the same. Thank you for being here. Uh, otherwise it wouldn't be any images. Uh, how are you? How is the photography going and the six n- narrative uh, images I'm waiting for? Well, things are going really well, Christina. And I did do a six image narrative, but not the one you're mm-hmm. waiting for. <laughs> but you have only one image left in mine. I know. And I had the perfect opportunity to do it this weekend. I forgot. I was really annoyed with myself because I, I know what I want it to look like and I'm not getting up at dawn again to do it. So I'll, I'll have to oh. wait. I, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's coming along. Sorry. You, you just have to wait for the fall. You know, the dawn comes later than in the morning you can sleep in. That's why I love winter. Yeah, the winter is the best, at least in in Stockholm where I live, because it's almost dawn all day during, uh, if the sun even shows in, in December and January, it's really, really good light here. Ah, that I'm so jealous that all day dawn would be like, or even like a two or three hour dawn that starts at some civilized hour, like 9 a.m. would be like, yes! About 9.30. <laughs> <laughs> Because 5 a.m. just really sucks. Yeah, I, I, I get that because I don't go out in the dawn now in during the summer either. I wake up about 5 and I think, no, I'm not going out. <laughs> I'm not craving for it either. So even though I, I'm thinking I ought to go up and do images, not of toys, but of, of houses early in the morning with the shadows from the trees and from the leaves comes through the doors. I love that. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, but uh, I, I, I don't get up that early, so so it has to wait at least for another <laughs> month or two. Well, dream of the images <laughs> that could have been. Yeah, I think a lot of photography is about the dream of images that could have been isn't it yeah i i remember a professor said that the best images that you take are the ones that you take in your mind and i think that there's a lot to be said for that oh yeah i i do that all the time i kind of make images all the time with my mind and last saturday i was out with my camera and actually made some of the images that i have taken over my walks during the summer and i was so pleased when I could look at them on my computer and see that they become just the way I've ma- imagined them in my head. <laughs> that's fabulous. That's a that's a victory there, a true victory. Yeah. Yeah, but and and a big surprise as well because I wasn't expecting to feel so satisfied. <laughs> Job well done. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we have worked on the theme Abyss 
How did you feel about that, Shelley? I had, I struggled, and I did post the image that I had originally wanted in my mind to do, which was the picture of um, of Ray reaching down into a crevice for a teddy bear, which was to symbolize more of lost childhood and that gulf between adulthood and childhood. And so I finally took it, but it didn't resonate with me. And so when I was messing around, because in me, we were month challenges about appreciation. So I was trying this technique that Anna uh, Forbricks Tall had talked about on her YouTube channel using Orbeez little white, little clear balls that you fill that fill up with water, and then you can put your figures in them, and and they will stay in place, and you can uh, sort of approximate a water scene. So I was playing with that, and I and I put a figure in, and it was like I took the photo, and I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> and, and it was, and I really resisted this image being that image, the image for this. But it was like, it to me, it it is abyss for me, for my experience. Because so. when I saw the other image that you had in your mind, at least had the thought of or the idea of making the one you posted, posted on Instagram and maybe on MeWe as well, uh, of the figure stretching down for the the teddy on the ground I thought that was uh, so it's such a beautiful moment and really kind of um, I could see you in that image why did you put it in the other theme because it it I when I came up with that image I really wanted I was thinking about I was thinking about you I was thinking about the podcast and I was thinking about how I would have to justify the image so I really dug deep and I was thinking about what is an image that's authentic to me and so that's how I came up with the gulf between adulthood and childhood and what does that gulf look like and how can you express that so that's that's that was why it that image came out and why did I push it aside is because the image I ended up coming up with is more resonated more with me because of a personal experience, <laughs> which we'll talk about, of how it like it immediately brought up the terror of the abyss for me. And so that was what I was so to me it was a more powerful image. But maybe maybe not. But then I'm it's interesting that Tobias commented on the post on MeWe and he's like, oh my gosh, this I saw this on Instagram and it didn't hit me, but now that I can really see it on this other platform, this is a great image. And I think that Instagram doesn't do the image justice because you can't really see what the heck is going on. I saw it on Instagram in black and white, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And now we of laugh. On now we laugh, and no one understands why because the image is in color. Uh, I have my iPhone in in black and white, so I don't want I don't want to end up just sitting scrolling for hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm trying to to be more moderate in my, my use of uh, the the techniques in my world. 
But I really thought it worked well and I thought it was really well composed and I thought of the leading line and the diagonal through the image and how the figures kind of play one to one another and they kind of almost reach but they can't reach through their base. And I thought of it and looked at it and I thought it could be the other way as well. It could be that she is in the bottom of the base and the teddy is trying to reach for her. I really love the duality in this image. So I was surprised that you had put it aside and really didn't put it in the, this conversation. But now I, I brought it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, so we have as as artists, we have to make choices, and sometimes they're the right choice, and sometimes they're the not the right choice. I mean, I've made some choices in the past that are really like, wow. I look back and I'm like, wow, why did I choose that? So, uh, do you want to describe the image I did chose, and I'll tell you why this one to me is more abyss than the the one that we just talked about yeah because <laughs> because solve I, the mystery yeah yeah because i saw the i saw the instagram post before i saw this image because i i was so true to, to the fact that i didn't open it until after i'd opened instagram <laughs> this morning and in black and white of course i saw it in black and white to begin with and i wasn't I was kind of disturbed because I didn't think it was so interesting in black and white. And when I changed to colors, I really loved the way you use color in this image. I have to start there. Um, to describe it, short and sweet, it's a, a landscape orientated image. And a an viewer would say it's really an image with a huge negative space. And it's two-parted. On one half, it's only blue and kind of blue in shifting in different light and darker blue. And on the left-hand side and on the right-hand side, we have this huge figure kind of not in the center of the image. It is, I would say, is in the two-third of the image but maybe more into the middle more half and half and it is really close to the frame you have almost uh, put the knife through his um, through the figure's head but you haven't have decided to put it just above also I can follow the 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 form of the figure uh, and I want to stop there because it's an interesting way to compose an image to put you're kind of nagging me as a viewer and I'm kind of confused of the composition not the two-thirds or the half and half I think it works but I have the difficulty and I'm kind of disturbed of the way you have cut the image or or actually framed it uh, towards the figure but on the other hand it works well because it's kind of like me looking at this 
film frame from a nature movie about the big abyss under the water abyss of the the monsters in the water or in the sea because the figure that I see though the toy I see in the on the right hand side is also bluish and there is a blue light coming down towards or from above and it looks like I would read it as a shark with an open mouth kind of coming towards me but I wouldn't say that the even though I can see his eyes or she her eyes I wouldn't say that the figure is looking at me as a viewer more above me a bit above me not looking straight at me so I'm not afraid of it I don't feel threatened of it yeah I would say that's my description of the image did you feel like you're underwater though I feel like I'm in a, a, a scene in a nature movie where they're talking about sharks. <laughs> and how dark it is and how cold it is and how much water it is and the pressure and how dangerous it, it is and how quiet it is. And you're totally alone totally alone and in a foreign i mean if you're human and you're in the water you're you're outside your element you are in another space you might as well be in outer space this is not your place yeah i love the focus in an image it's soft and it's really beautiful it's so so shelly it's really, really soft focus, and you have a soft uh, focal point. So I, I used to love snorkeling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and as most people know or know my history, know that I love water, and work is around water. And I used to be in water a lot until about six years ago when I had I was snorkeling and it was a full day of snorkeling around all sorts of different animals and at the end the big highlight was we're gonna go and snorkel with the whale sharks which is one of the largest mammals under and one of the largest shark species out there uh they're vegetarian they're not they're not meat eaters so they 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 eat krill so it was not a dangerous situation but if you're in murky water and you can't no very low visibility and one of these mother effers come at you with an open mouth <laughs> uh, really drove the point home to me that this is not my world and I do not belong here. And I I'm like me and my 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 um sister in law were the only two that actually went in the water. Everyone else sort of bailed by this time. And both of us were like, she almost drowned because she freaked out so much and someone had to my my brother in law jumped in and rescued her and when this shark came at me, everyone kind of laughed later because they'd never seen me swim so fast back to the boat. I it's like so I don't go underwater anymore. And because so when I took this photo, I was just messing around in this ball, this big, you know, upside down cake pan of uh, a cake thing of uh, Orbeez. And I put the shark in. I'm just messing around. And I'm like, and I took the photo and I'm like, yeah, that's that's for me. 
the abyss because that image is so seared in my head and to be able to like capture that moment for me terror because that's how I felt at the moment and to be able to express that in the photo was like okay that's that's why I chose this one over the more intellectually thought about photo more carefully crafted setup stage this one was definitely more seat of the pants huh, I wonder what would happen if I put the shark like this and the light like this and throw some blue here. What's it going to look like? More more like my normal style, just like, oh, let's see what's going to happen. And, and I, what came back for me was a very strong emotional response. So that's why I chose this one. Yeah, and, and, and hearing you talk about it, I kind of feel you in the shark. You become the shark and you're... The fright. I for me, the shark looks frightened, kind of scared almost in that light, and kind of uh, almost chased, like someone is coming to get it. Yeah, we have, and we have no idea what the shark. For for all I know, he was just curious. The shark was just curious of like, what is this? What is this human? What is this thing? And it's not a fish, and and it's a known place to drop off snorkelers where they feed. So I'm sure he's, this shark had experienced other weird little anomalies like me in the water before, and he's probably just playfully curious. Or he was in this person. This shark was annoyed, and because he also first he came at me, and I'm like that was the first pass, but then. He came from behind me and grazed me. And I know that that shark was like playing with me and messing with me. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm <laughs> I <not> get that. <laughs> up, I'm not up for this. Um, and and the reason you talked about the framing and, and all the framing in this, because this ended up, I had so much fun playing, ended up doing a six image narrative around this, was all the images are weirdly framed, weirdly focused, because when you're underwater shooting, you just you don't get the perfect crop you don't get the perfect I mean these things are moving they're not staying still for you you've got all these different elements that you're dealing with the waves the the current the light you're like your camera and especially back in the day with film I mean you were lucky to get a photo so yeah I, was... yeah I get that but that isn't true in this situation you're taking an image of a an a toy and you can actually control all the framing. You can crop the image in in for in backhand. You can do it when post production. So you don't have to go away with a strange crop if you don't want to. If you do actually stay out with a strange crop, you have to have made a decision about it. You want to say something to me as if you were, or yourself as if you were, about the crop. Yeah, I wanted to say that this was a photo that was taken quickly, that was a, a quick snap, that wasn't carefully composed, that the that there was not a that were, it was like a that the composition was not important. It was capturing the moment, and you just got what you got. But but that isn't true for photography ever. <laughs> I'm opposing that. I would disagree with that completely. I would say that isn't true because you always make choices in the post-production. You decide. Frank Capra's most famous photo of the of the GIs landing on the beach. I mean, he's being buffeted by the waves. It's a slow film. It's super grainy and not. That's not composed. 
Of course it is. And they did post-production even then. Photo isn't realistic. It isn't what you get. It is decisions. Okay, you we make choices. Photography is all about choices. Yes, I think it's a powerful image. I have one question, and I guess that you have decided, but the behind the the shark, just behind the eye, there is a straight line. How have you? What what is? Is it part of a shadow, or is it? Because on the other hand, on the other side of that, you can see almost like a fen, or at least I see a fen, almost like he's waving with his. Um, back fin I don't think the shark I don't know how the toy looks I can't say but but I really I think it's so beautiful the way you get motion in this toy that isn't moving at least from my part of point of view it can't be moving because it's a still photo but but you kind of portray it anyway in a beautiful way in that that be in the background well, this is part of me just flying by the seat of my pants is because it's it was hard for me to tell in the post how much of the lines were created by the light coming through the Orbeez, how much is the circles of the Orbeez, and how much of it was the actual figure. So that line you're talking about just above the shark's head to the left of the eye, I don't know if that's a fin. I don't think it is. I don't think this figure has one, so maybe it's just a darkness from the Orbeez there, or I it's hard. I have no idea. Maybe I should have taken it out. I don't know. Maybe make, maybe make it softer, but on the other hand, it, because it could be softer like all the other waves in the water, but on the other hand, it makes this contrast. On the right-hand side, you ha- kind of have the back fin of the, the... I don't know. I don't... I can't say that I know how it, the Lego shark looks like, but but I pretend or I see, and I actually make up a fen in the background, even though it may might not be visible for me. But I like the way it kind of portray in the light area of the behind behind the curtain or beside the curtain. Well, it, that's good that it it allows you to bring something to the image that there's that you can that you as the viewer have the opportunity to connect your own dots when you did this image who were your viewer who were the one you did the image for well this definitely this one's for me i'm pretty clear that my maybe that's why Maybe that's why the, the, I chose this image over the other one to present to you is because this is more an image for me coming from my own personal experience, from um, uh, a, a pretty deep emotional scar that, that seared memory. So this is a, a more authentic image to me versus the other one, which is more manufactured, a more manufactured idea. So I think that's why I chose this one. It's more me. What do you like about the image? I like the unexpectedness of it. I'm like, I throw this in, when I throw this image up in, on Instagram, when whenever that is, it's uh, people are going to go, that's not Shelley's image. Because it's very unlike anything I've done before. And especially when you see the other ones that go with it, they're all really abstract. And one of them's already been up on MeWe, and I've got it. And so... 
Luckily, Lego's got quite a few underwater animals. I was quite shocked. I'm like, I could actually do six. It's like, oh, this is kind of fun. Mm. So you think you kind of find a new rabbit hole to, to go deep dive into? No, I, I think I explored it. I mean, that that was what was fun about it. Is like, as, as soon as this one came out, then I kept the whole setup. And then over the next two or three days, I kept throwing new new toys in and playing with them. I was super frustrating, especially with the little fish. That was like, it's one thing to do this with a big, a big figure, but then it's like the, the air and the little ones. And then you got to, there, the, it's not water. It's, it's in, you're putting the figure in between the spaces in round balls. And that's not a flat, that's not a, a, a flat plane that you're working with. I mean, it was like, odd. That and caffeine, and I was ready to just throw the whole thing across the room. <laughs> so it was a challenge then, the the technique. Yeah, it it was. And I, it was super fun though. I'd highly recommend it as a, just a because the the theme for last month's Brick Central was play, play with your toys, and for them playing was like. Uh, showing the human hand with the toys kind of theme. But for me, this was the most playful I had been with my toys in a very long time. I literally just was just going through my bins going, huh, this would work. This would, let me try this. Let me, and I tried some figures and I tried the animals, tried some abstract stuff. And that, to me, that was, that's probably the most free I'd been in a long time. So oh, it's fun. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. So and look, you got shark. I think it, I think it's a beautiful image. I would crop it a bit different. Uh, that's the that's the only uh, only thing I would do different in in the image. I would like to have cropped it a bit different, maybe. But I get the idea behind letting it be so strange because it really works in the element of the water or in the abyss that you can't control it. I'm glad you like the image, Christina. Yeah, I do. I really like it. Awesome. Shall we move on to yours now? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We can we can move on to mine. <laughs> I I'm afraid to to um to describe your image though. Would you like to describe it? Yeah, I can describe it shortly. It's um, a landscape-orientated image. It's in black and white, and it's uh, have mainly one character in the image. It's mostly grey and white, I would say, and then there is this figure kind of falling or holding his arms out from his body, his feet seems to be close together and he's put on the left hand of the image kind of uh, in a vertical going towards uh, the bottom of the image and you could maybe see a sky uh, of different gray areas compared to white and the figure is almost in the center of the image would that work that works. It's also very grainy. Yeah, There's a lot of grain a in lot this image. Grain. That's a decision I actually made <laughs> to put grain in the image. I wanted it to be grainy. Excellent. Well, we just talked about how all of these little 
things that we do, their choices, make them deliberately for an effect. When I did this image, because I did a series of images just like you, and I've thought about the same idea that you were in on when you did the image of uh, the figure kind of reaching for the teddy bear, I kind of also tried to think about the abyss between childhood and adulthood and trying different ideas with the the big stormtrooper and the small stormtrooper and I almost fall almost made the choice to to go for one of those images but but on the other hand I realized that um, I wanted to choose this image <laughs> because for me thinking about the theme abyss I thought about what it actually what it is for me because working with it, I really wanted to try to express what is it that I feel when I think about or I believe that I'm part or in an abyss. And that is some sort of loss of control. So I kind of decided I wanted to let my image portray that feeling, the moment where you just lose the control, totally lose control. So the image looks like he's uh, this this figure is on their toes, and they're just at this moment of potentially going out of control, very precarious, potentially tipping over, falling in, yeah. falling down, whatever the right on the edge of a precipice. It feels very. Um, out of control, uh, right on the edge of potentially catastrophe. Yeah. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. And for me, somewhere there is the abyss. I, for me, I couldn't, how much I, I thought about, because when I did the image, I have, I have this process. I do look at the theme. I think about it. I write about it. I write a lot of words around it. I try to find what it makes it what kind of feeling evokes for me when I think about this word what would I portray what would I try to portray it with and um, I had lost of control as one of the words so so I went for trying to portray that and when I made the choice because that seems to be the theme for me today. When I made the choice to actually take this image uh, out of every, all the others I have had done on the theme, I really thought that this portrays for me what toy photography usually isn't. It isn't about something that could be a toy, but it could be whatever it doesn't really matter what kind of toy it is even though everybody could probably see that it is a stormtrooper but but I wanted to I didn't want the image to portray a toy and that you would f think and feel oh that's just a toy falling down on the other hand I also wanted to portray just that moment when you kind of lose control we all as toy photographers all are in that situation when the toy falls and we kind of lose control of our camera or we don't take the image or we don't have the time to take the image because they're falling we don't we are out of focus and that's also a decision 
the image isn't in focus nothing is in focus you can't actually see anything that is in focus but you can see the the figure and that is also kind of part of the abyss uh, at least for me um, that there are so hard norms around how photography or toy photography should be portrayed it should be in focus it should be in control uh, I was poking at you for making this strange <laughs> strange uh, composition I have this I have the same weird idea I have the strange composition in this image and I really wanted that to be part of the feeling that you felt when you look at the image this is just crap this is something that I would put in the trash bin it isn't worth looking at yet yet it is and I really do get that feeling of I, I really do like your choice of the out of focus and it's it's not blurry like motion blur but it's more like you're not it's like a moment captured so quickly you haven't had a chance to focus on it's like this image that you caught out of the side of your eye that's just this sort of uh feeling of an image i really like that yeah and when i looked at it it also made me think about the expressionistic paintings um where the feelings kind of floats out into the landscape when you look at Edward Monk for example you can see how this your image is almost a monk image as well with a scream you almost can see how the angst or the anxiety shows in the waves or the motion in the background I like that I, I like that in monk I'm not all convinced that I actually make make that in the image but there is a kind of slight tendency towards that and I like that you can see the different shades of gray on the and the on the sky yeah it's very it's very subtle but when you look at it you're rewarded with these lights and darks and this this uh beautiful sort of uh line that that uh, go lyrically goes up and down across the image in a couple different places dividing these these shades of gray around the figure but it's a very light image christina yeah it is <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> and there's no like i mean i don't ansel adams would 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 probably be very disappointed with you because I don't think you caught all ten levels of white to gray there. No, I don't have that dark, dark, dark black. No, there isn't. No, I didn't want that either. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no white, white, white either. There's a very limited gray palette, which is uh, I think adds to the the mystery and the the obscure moment. So, uh, can I ask a technical question? Yes. Is this a reflection? No. No, it isn't. Okay. It's actually a toy falling down. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of those images that I just caught in the glimpse of my <laughs> of my eye, in the corner of my eye, he falling down and and I kind of just pushed the trigger. But I thought about that because <laughs> When you do a photo, it isn't when you push the button. It isn't when you 
look at the result. It's all the process. When you start from you from where you start, how you kind of mold down the idea, you decide where to do the image, why you do it in this situation, and finally looking at the result and post the post production of the result as well. So it's photography is has so many levels at least for me it starts with me sitting down trying to what am I actually going to do and where will I execute it and then I take my camera and my toy in this case and go out and then I try my ideas and they work for for good and worse <laughs> mostly it, they don't it, work <laughs> we cannot we so agree on this it's like one of those few moments in our venn diagram that we have 100 completion of, of agreement is that yeah you start with the idea whatever that might be for you it's the written list of words for me it's more like just like just mulling it over and turning it over in my mind until i i have something and then you you set it up you try it you're open to what you're gonna find it's either it's going to be exactly what you have in your mind or you're open to something else that is going to come out of that experience and then when you take it beyond that into post-production you are continuing to refine your idea through your editing process and for you it's the adding of the grain and and how you edit it into the lights and the darks and so that's mm. a very limited range and for me it's like how am I cropping or not cropping how am I uh, adding what am I doing with that blue you know all of these choices you're making and then if you take it to the next step which I know we've both done is is how are you going to present that what how big how small what kind of medium what are your presentation to your viewer to really take that last step to really bring your idea into fruition and at every single step of the way is a choice as an artist yeah so many places to go wrong and so many places to make decisions where is where is right and wrong for me where what do i like why do i like that and and you have to listen to your inner voice yeah and that's difficult isn't it yeah it is because you second guess yourself it's like who is your audience because that's part of it it's like what who are you satisfying? Are you satisfying yourself or your audience? And sometimes it's the same, and sometimes it's not. And you have to, you have to. Uh, there's a fork in the road. Where, where are you going to go with that? And you have to accept the consequences, whatever they may be. Yeah. And thinking about that, we should go over and actually look at the other contributions from the community on the theme abyss. Yes. Yeah. Less, less. Yeah. Very excited because, yeah. oh my God, knock it out of the ballpark, guys. Wow. And gal. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. We are so impressed with your work and your contributions. I'm totally blown away. <laughs> I had, we had such a difficult time to actually narrow it down to what which images will we actually put forward and talk about and why <laughs> again a, a, a brisk and a impassioned conversation 
Yeah, and you won't tear it because we have decided. <laughs> um, decided, we, not decided, as always. Yeah, yeah, we have, and and we we went for we went for one. Ah, we we went for one of those images that came in late really late and um, they poked at you didn't they Shelley and said I, I, am I too late <laughs> yeah yeah those who know me know how to get a hold of me late at night that's for sure <laughs> and you said did you see that and I said no I haven't seen that <laughs> where did you find that one <laughs> And we started to talk about it and it came to totally different views on the same image because (laughs) we are such different persons, aren't we, Shelley? (laughs) So, so similar yet so different. Yeah. um, Anyway, it's... um, There's an amazing image uh, in two parts. I love... I truly love a dip tip, dip tips. I really do love it. I love when images, two images combined, make one bigger image. And this is, at least as I read it, one image, but made in two parts. Isn't that correct, Shelley? Why am I reading it wrong? I I I think you're right. So we have one one image, a strong vertical that if you break it down into two images, it'd be two squares, one on top of the other. And each of those, each half of the image, the top half and the bottom half, represent a different part, a different side of this image. Yeah, maybe there is a diptych. (laughs) I'm looking at it closely now and I'm thinking maybe it is a diptych because there is some sort of black corner on the lower image could be a diptych actually but i'm not sure no i I don't think it is i think it's one image and you can tell in the bottom one there's a little sliver of black on the left and the right and i think that's the background showing through but it's a little it's a little lego build yeah it's a beautiful lego build um it seems really homemade i love that It almost looks like something I could do, but I know that I can't do that because it would be sloppy and it would be some grey and red and blue and (laughs) (laughs) pink. (laughs) I'm not so cohesant (laughs) with colours. This is a beautiful Lego build. Uh, And in the bottom there is a, a Lego figure sitting on some sort of chair. And he holds some sort of um, brick in his hand <laughs> that's supposed to portray a book. And uh, on his right hand side, there is a bookshelf with books in it. And above him is this uh, kind of castle. I would say a middle- medieval castle, but I, I'm just <laughs> going away with my imagination here. And uh, in that castle, there is two. There is a fight going on of two mices, kind of in battle with one another. And I can almost hear the fight, and it's almost like Ivanhoe <laughs> or some sort of Robin Hood or <laughs> some really harsh medieval fight, or maybe Game of Thrones. I have never seen it. So I can't say. <laughs> 
We'll just say you're just typical mythical mice mouse fight. Yeah, and they are so beautiful, and they are fighting against a black uh, black background. But it's interesting. It's like I look at that, and I immediately thought the the abyss that that you the black hole, the hole that you drop into when you when you go down the rabbit hole of a really good book and a good fantasy book and and the the you don't see the face of the figure it's covered up by this book like object and he's, that's a he good appears to be engrossed in this and above him the action which is very vivid is taking place and so that's how i read it and then christina comes along and she says <laughs> i said he is in He's kind of in his abyss <laughs> because he's locked into this room look, re- reading his book and above him is go- a war going on and he's kind of gl- totally in in his book and he doesn't really know that he's going to, <laughs> to meet his, his final moment. In a, just a moment or two, they will come storming down <laughs> and kill him. <laughs> No one could ever accuse you of not having a very active imagination. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so silly. I have such a huge imagination and I always have a huge one. (laughs) That, I get, that's... Again, that's the beauty of a well-crafted photo that is open-ended enough that the viewer can bring their own experiences to that image and make so what Susan Sontag is she's the one who has the the triangle that's the 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 photographer the photograph the viewer yeah. and each one brings something mm. to the to the to the table and you can't have this experience without those three items and it's going to be that that combination is always different it's always changing and you can't with Every viewer is going to have a different experience with your photo and opening it up enough, not filling in all the details. You allow the viewer an entree into your world and they can make it their world, which I think this image really exemplifies that. Yeah, you can actually get lost in your own abyss. And it's, I have to say, what also fun about this one, I know you took it to a very dark place, is that it is one of the more whimsical entries, which I, which most of them tended to get pretty dark uh, and and lonely. And And I made it really dark and really horrible. (laughs) (laughs) A moment before (laughs) you kind of get lost in this this war. It's it's a fun image though. I like it. Yeah, me too. I really like it. It's, it's really beautiful. It's light. It's fun. It's uh, I I love the mice figures as well. They are so beautiful. So, thank you for that. And we decided to talk about another one of the community's entry, and that is um, Sunny's image. Will you please tell us what do we see? So, Sunny's image is a fairly strong vertical image, and it's a dark with some some highlights. It's a figure that is clearly falling through an empty space, and it is surrounded by 
little emblems of social that are recognizable as social media logos and images that are emblematic of, of social media and the background is fairly dark and has a uh, bit of a of, of a sci-fi feel to it in terms of just the a lot of greebling and that's a that's a lego term christina a lot of little weird details that sort of you can't really read it but you really read it sort of like a sci-fi the background is dark the figure is fairly brightly lit it feel has a very feeling of tumbling because the little emblems that are surrounding him are all in weird angles as if everything is just sort of falling to the ground how'd i do great awesome okay and it's called social media abyss yeah do you think he portrays that the way we kind of lose control of everything and just fall down to the social media satisfaction and trying to get a lot of likes, comments and affection or reaction on what we do. I I I the I should say that the figure has a very um unreadable, inscrutable look on its face. It was an interesting choice of figures. Which is sort of a, a dark hipster look, but it's the, but he's got a little snaggle tooth. So, um, are we all the aliens? I don't, I don't know if that's the the everyman. I, if I, social media is a black hole, and it is an abyss that's easy to fall into. So he does not feel it doesn't the figure does not feel happy. I I don't know if the likes and the hearts and the if the whatnot are those, are those the calling, or is that just what's swirling the the noise swirling around us? I don't know, Christina. This one hits too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? I think it's an interesting portrayal. Maybe that's why my iPhone is black and white. <laughs> <laughs> because because I think uh, there is a, uh, a tendency to kind of fall into this black hole and kind of ne- never be able to crawl out of it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think now, right now, we're, we're all online just to connect with other humans that that, that risk is, is even greater. Yeah. Yeah, it's a golden age for 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 social media and internet companies and trying to get us to lurk around, get likes. Yeah, I I think this is a super powerful image in in many ways. Though I mean, it really does feel as if he's falling. Um, Sunny is just a master at setting up these little scenes in a studio. And uh, the the accessories that he created really are are spot on. But is that is that um, is that important for the message? I, I don't know. I don't know if it is because I I guess if I mean if I was going to attempt a similar photo, which I never would because it's way beyond me technically. I I guess I would have instead of but, the but but but. But that's that's a you would do it in your way, yeah. With, with your technical skills, that is a totally different way of. I don't like it when you kind of belittle yourself. Why do you do that? 
Well, we'll have to save that for another podcast, Christina. Okay. <laughs> but you're right. I should not do that. Um, I have m- m- so much respect for Sonny as as a human and as a storyteller. And I think that his that's his strength is he's just a tremendous storyteller. Uh, but is there a story or is it a social comment? Yeah. Because for me, there is a big difference. I know Sonny is amazing. He's an amazing photographer. But I think this is really an amazing work because he goes to the next level. He talks about political issues. He talks about social comment- commentary. He talks about what's important for us what is actually social media what could it be and what should it be and I'm not taking part I'm not saying that he is taking a stand but he's portraying it he is making me reflect upon what social media is yeah I I, um I guess the only change I would make is that uh less symbols like the hearts and the likes and that kind of stuff and put all the different social media um symbols on there and only do logos because there Mm, could uh, because i don't agree really (laughs) because i I think think i think he should do the totally opposite i would like only hearts and comments and uh, numbers of people following me because that's a common red thread through all the social media they use the same sort of language trying to make us understand what we don't know actually what a heart means what is a heart compared to a hug is it the same could i say that me getting a heart for a a like on facebook is the same to get a hug from you in person i wouldn't say it's the same no, but they try to make it as important. Yeah. But this is this is um I guess if it was going to be more social commentary and I'm going to I'm going to explain why I would put logos and not hearts is because if you go to the um app, app store of your choice and you look up social media apps, there are apps on there that you would not necessarily think of as social media apps like like uh, Messenger or uh, like Skype or uh, Zoom. I mean, I would put all of those on there because I think that when you look at your life through a social media lens, through all the different platforms you're on, then you, I think then you really see, oh my God, I'm so deep in this. And it's not just Instagram. It's not just Facebook. It's, 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 rules your entire life in so many different ways i mean that's why it was funny josh hit me up on hangouts and if anyone really wants to get a hold of me that's the app they should poke me on because that's one of the only few left that has notifications on my phone so it's and me we is an is a social media app i guess for me i would like to see how we are surrounded literally on every side uh fenced in by social media so that's why i would choose logos and not just the likes and the hearts i like that he does use the likes and the the logo and all the emojis because that's the common language we do understand it all of us we don't have to speak english we don't have to recognize the logo we don't have to know what kind of social media that is so we kind of connect through it and there is another reason why i really like it and i connect to this image because i've seen 
this um uh, oh what is, is his name um the english uh, street artist that made this boy standing with his iphone in his or the phone in his hand in and he's crying because he has no likes he has no friends he has no that follows him uh, banks he has made this image also a social commentary and he uses only the the the, the logos or the emojis because that's the way we communicate we don't even talk to one another we don't even write anything we just double click to get a, a heart and then we have uh, actually made a commitment or and we have made another person committed to the social media app not us but the media app because we get an a, a rush when we see the heart we feel that we are connected to other peoples and feeling that we are part of a community and that's beautiful but it's terrible it's hard to see as well but I think for me it works with the the, the logos only or the emojis I think they are stronger than the actual the actual brands yeah, because they all they all have them in some some version yeah. of them, and we recognize them all over the spectrum. But you could, do, because I think I think it's difficult that it's only, and maybe maybe it will work better with your idea to have not only TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Facebook because there are the only logos I can see in this image. Again, choices. Yeah which is what what we're all doing and each one of those can send the viewer down a different rabbit hole or get them they will have a, a different feeling from your image and sometimes we make those choices super quickly on a on a on a on a spur of the moment you know grab following our instincts sometimes we're just it's a, it's a choice out of convenience like ugh. This is all I've got and I don't want to go. I don't have time to go and, and search out something else. And those choices have ramifications. Of course they have. And and we make choices all the time, both in our photography and in our social media world and in our ordinary life, if that's different from our life on online. And talking about choices, I realize that the clock is ticking and we have said that we should round up our ride an hour and we haven't really decided on the theme for next month oh no <laughs> i'm going to join me next month as well shelly i would love to christina thank you so much for asking me you know how much i enjoy these conversations oh that's good i send you some suggestion and i said you could wrap it up in one cozy really amazing theme <laughs> and then what I are my choices again <laughs> and then i didn't follow up <laughs> yeah leave me hanging uh, uh, see my suggestion where i was thinking about humble dreaming shameless imagination kindness <laughs> what should we go for <laughs> oh I, well, kindness hit me hard in that list of words. And we go for kindness. <laughs> is that, is that, is that too, um, no, I think, is that? I think it will work. I, I, I think we'll, and I think that the community, 
that is so kind <laughs> to follow us will join us. I hope so anyway. <laughs> I think we should it, go for kindness. Okay. All right. Good. Because I, I think that we it'll be interesting to see how people will portray kindness. And it also ties back to, I, I don't know, photos that are more positive. And I think that right now in where we are in the world, photos that are are portray that kindness that we can in some fashion I think are m- much needed yeah I think so as well because I, yeah I really wanted to go that on that path so so I think we sh- should go for kindness okay good because abyss was really dark but I want to really <laughs> encourage everyone to go and check out the 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 um, hashtag TP underscore podcast underscore abyss because there are some amazing images in there that we talked about. Uh, Tomek had a, a couple of really fabulous images. There's one with, from Janin's Spidey uh, Ghost Hoga that we were like, uh, we had a long discussion about before we even got started. And, uh, and Matthew took a very funny and unique spin on this that we both snickered at so thank you for the humor yeah and i love the way joe used color the soft amazing colors so you look check it out really go and look at the hashtag and check it out because there are so many different ways of looking at this um, theme <laughs> yeah it's some really wonderful choices um another one that was a strong was ice fire 018 their yeah. underwater photo yeah. which i i that one really that one touched me I yeah loved that I, one. I, I agree i agree it was on my short list <laughs> <laughs> but you knew that <laughs> yes it was yes and I, and I, yeah, and I love. Uh, um, no, you should go and look at and look through the the the. We shouldn't talk about everybody. We should wrap it up. You are supposed to wrap it up, Shelley. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you, Christina. This was a really fabulous conversation, as always. Uh, so so many good ideas and things to think about. So I hope everyone enjoyed that because I know I did. So thank you, everyone, for listening. And thanks, Josh, for uh, editing our podcast and making it sound good. And (laughs) as always, you know where you can find the podcast. um, And we'll have some of these images on the blog probably in the next week. So check it out there. And uh, we'll see you next month for TP underscore podcast underscore kindness. Kindness. All right. Thank you, Christina, for an amazing hour. That was a ton of fun. Thank you, Shelley. Thank you for being here and joining me. Till next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Happy shooting. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. 
but if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. This week's show is produced by Shelley Corbett and Christina Alexanderson. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kittleson. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.